0: You're listening to First Fossil. To first Basel, a show where we learn together how to take that first basel toward becoming the best versions of ourselves. My name is Candace Olushala, and today's special guest ignites the stage as an event MC and speaker at over a hundred events a year, hosting change makers like President Barack Obama, billionaires, founders like Sir Richard Branson. Record-breaking athletes like F1 champion Nico Rosberg, Grammy-winning artists and celebrities, he works on four continents from college campuses to parliaments to in-house corporate innovative days to the biggest tech conferences in the world. His passion is to inspire people with his motto, Start Now, Start Simple, in building a future we all want to live in. He's my older brother's best friend from college, and because of the two of them, I now have one of my newest best friends and his younger sister. So, needless to say, he's basically family. Without further ado, please welcome my brother and friend, Dan Ram. Dan, what's going on, man?
1: What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? So my line. That's what I have to say all the time. Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast and for such a beautiful introduction. I appreciate that.
0: You are welcome. It's wonderful to to see
1: you. Although the audience cannot see us, but I'm, we can see each other. We
0: can see each other, and that's <laughs> the most important part. How has that's right. how's quarantine been been for you?
1: I'm not going to lie, it's actually been wonderful, oh, and I have been growing, I've been thriving, I've enjoyed the things that I don't normally get to enjoy, like routine, yes. I get to sleep and wake up in the same bed, Amen. and I get to see paintings that I know, and I get to be with people that I know aka my parents i get to have home-cooked meals and amazing workouts and i have been growing i have been evolving and this has been probably one of the best seasons of my life
0: that is amazing and i can share the same sentiment so this is wonderful i'm so glad that people are thriving in quarantine and not just draining the energy from their life in quarantine.
1: So that's good. True. That's True. great. But, 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 but I'm fully sensitive yes. and and empathize with those for whom this period has been one of the loss, of struggle, of anxiety, of uncertainty. Yeah. And just before anyone switches off and goes, ah, oh, we don't need another motivational speaker. <laughs> uh, what I will say is those are all the same feelings I felt. Yeah. It's just what I did that may be different and therefore led to different results. Yeah. But certainly, uh, and when we will get into this. The reason I was talking about routine and sleeping in my own bed is because my life does not involve sleeping in my own bed and certainly does not involve routine. And this has been an entire loss. I'm talking a hundred percent loss in the life that was pre corona. Mm. And what yeah. I'm doing now is a completely different thing.
2: Mm. And
1: so if you're talking uncertainty, anxiety, job loss, fear, you got it in this story because yeah. I literally lost everything instantaneously overnight wow. and had to rebuild and recreate. But God is good. Yes. People are great. Yes. Yes. And yes. here we are. Yes. Better, bigger, stronger, wiser. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. It, yeah, it's. It's so important for you know. I don't want people feeling like, well, I'm not, I can't. Like, there's things that are happening during this time that I can't, I can't really focus on me. I have to focus on my family. Or I have to focus on making sure my kids get their education, or I've lost my job, or I keep losing loved ones to the virus, and or there are other things that I'm battling that COVID and quarantine could care less about. You know, there's addictions. There's you know like. There's I have surgeries that I have to have in my health. And so we also understand that there are people that truly are having a hard time and know that yes. we support you. We pray for you, know that we hear you and that you're not neglected in our thoughts, um, yes. but that you're going to make it on the other side. Like keep pushing through every day that you can just open your eyes is already a blessing. And so, you know, take it one day at a time don't try to feel like you have to be coming out of here with a whole new skill set you know sometimes you just need to come out alive and well and so that's you know that's what we hope for everyone too so yeah
1: that's, absolutely
0: yeah yeah so i already kind of gave you a little intro but well, i want to i want people to hear from you like what, what would you tell the people about yourself
1: oh i would say that i'm an igniter and I love that word because it's a spark and I believe that is, I'm just a little person uh, with a little mission, but I get so excited about starting a fire in other people's lives and I'm just mm. that little spark that gets things going.
2: Yeah. That's
1: the first thing I'd say. I'd also say when you think igniter, you think red and I love the color red. So if any of you are listening love the color red, then we're in the same tribe. <laughs> it's often what I wear on stage. And how I ignite, well, primarily I used to be a a professional MC, event MC, hosting events around the world, mostly on technology, and I'd often wear red on stage or red shoes or red ties, Um, and I love that color. (laughs) And the other way that I ignite is I coach people, so I love seeing people succeed. It's just so fulfilling, Hmm. and I'll just put it out there. I'm not qualified as a, or certified, that's probably the better word. I'm not certified as a coach, but I am so committed and invested in people that whatever it takes, I will make sure they succeed. And so whether it's figuring out morning routines or time management, whether it's setting up a new business, whether it's public speaking, whether it's just life hacking, dealing with obstacles, I just love igniting their journey and I'll do anything to help my tribe win so i'd say that is probably the first thing and the most important thing uh i'd also say that i'm surrounded with great people like you (laughs) on the other side of the screen or the other side of the podcast your family means so much to me uh you know and so i'm surrounded by great communities around the world i am who i am or as this african proverb says ubuntu I am because we are, and I do not subscribe to the, I did this by myself, you know, uh, my success is mine, heck no, I am here because of great people around me, great parents, great churches, great families, uh, and I'm so grateful to good people, so that's the other thing you should know about me, is I'm just surrounded by love, I'm so supported, and I'm so encouraged daily by friends and by what I call the Dan Ram fam on social media, yeah. relative to other people who are influencers online, I just receive so much love, yeah. so much love. And that's really exciting. And i say the third thing is I am a man that does not fit into a box, mm. any box, because mm-hmm. I grew up in 10 countries around the world. So you might be listening and you're going, oh, that guy sounds like Ameri- like he's American. I'm not American. I'm Indian. <laughs> But I spent seven years growing up in Africa and about three years growing up in Europe and a couple years growing up in Asia and a couple years growing up in the U.S. for college. And so I'm not into I'm not in any geographic or nationality box Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, when
1: it comes to mindsets and attitudes. I'm all over the place because I am. A born again believer. I love Jesus. On the yeah. other hand, I am hustling in the business world and I am building stuff and I'm creating things. But you'll also find me on the piano, uh, just playing music or leading worship. And then you'll see me slaying every neighbor on the tennis court. And you're like, <laughs> I don't get what wh- who is this guy? What does he do? And I go, Who cares about boxes? Just live, right? Just be alive, right? And so I think those are. I think those are three good. Good things to stop at right there.
0: I think that was a great description of yourself and highly accurate. I can concur that all of those things are factual about the Dan Ram. So I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay, so I you your story always fascinates me. Every time I learn something about you, I'm just like, how now, brown cow, is this possible? And You know I've heard about you since you and Kevin were an undergrad and it's like every time I hear something more from you or from Kevin or from Deb about how you're just like evolving and things are happening and watching you take on experiences and how you adjust yourself in different situations it's very um, profound and I love I love to study how you navigate life as I'm sure a bunch of people do Um, so I'm super curious to find out what you would consider to be a significant first Bosso experience for you that you think people would grow and learn from in your story.
1: Okay. Let me tell you what I'm not gonna talk about and I'm gonna tell you what I am gonna talk okay. about. Okay. What I am not gonna talk about is a life of constant restarting. Being mm. the son of a diplomat, every two to three years I was starting from ground zero from level one, from nada, every two to three years. World, Mm. pre-social media, pre-internet. And so there are many first steps in my life, but Mm. I don't wanna talk about that aspect of repeated first steps. What I wanna talk about is the most recent, maybe the one that people can relate with, which is what do you do when the world stops spinning? Mm. And that is the first step I wanna talk about because that we all have in common. Yeah. Not everybody is a child of a diplomat. Not everyone grew up in different continents. But what we all know, everyone who is listening to this podcast, whether now or in the future, will remember COVID-19 when the entire world went into lockdown, yeah. when everything that was came to a screeching halt, when what was known became irrelevant, and what was unknown, we suddenly all had to become experts on very quickly. Wow! And when we all had to make major pivots and changes.
2: Yeah. That
1: was a leveling for everybody mm-hmm. in every country of every economic strata, of mm-hmm. every experience and job title.
2: Yeah.
1: And in that moment, I had a choice, like everybody. I could either treat it like a short holiday, pause, and then hope, cross my fingers, that the life and that life will come back to normal, or do something and mm. take that first step. And so I did. And it was a big first step away from my comfort zone, away mm. from what i known, and most importantly, away from what I had worked at for so long, wow. because there's a grieving process with losing what you love, and in the midst of that loss, you have to take a first step, and time was valuable, still is valuable, and so I couldn't just chill out for a couple weeks, and ponder, and miss what was, I kind of had to begin. So I, I'm hoping that this story is something that people will connect with, because I think we've all been there at some point, even if it's not COVID-19, we've, we've been at the bottom of a pit. We've been in a situation where we're grieving, where we're losing, where we're hurting. And in the midst of that, we need to do something. And the uncertainty that comes with where, what direction, how do I even know what's going to work out? So that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about that first step. Okay. Do I have your approval?
0: You have my absolute approval to talk about that. I think that's so timely. I'm just curious about like how your story is going to unfold in this, because I feel like I'm going to learn a lot right now. So I'm all ears.
1: Okay, so, so let's put some context for those who do not know. Uh, my usual life involves flying to a different country every three to four days for the explicit purpose of hosting a tech conference. Now. What COVID-19 did initially was shut down large gatherings, aka the events that I was hosting are over 500, over 1,000, over 5,000, sometimes over 10,000 people. So that was not going to happen. And second, flying. That was also not going to happen. And so my career literally just died. (laughs) I went from being booked all year round for about 100 events, as you read out in my bio, to then zero not 100 to 90 or you know 100 to 60 or 100 to less hours per week or 100 to like half for staff no 100 to zero like no events were going to happen in 2020 none that none of the events i was going to host were going to happen in 2020 so it was a very rude awakening and also i love what i do so much yeah it's not a job it is a Life. It is a calling. It is a mission. So it wasn't just like, all right, you know, I'll burn that business card and I'll just create another business card. No, this is what I wanted. To, this is what I lived for. This is what I woke up thinking about is how do I create conversation about the future? How do I excite people to innovate? How do we harness technology for good? What is the world that we want to live in? How do we begin? Like these are great conversations that excite me, that fuel me. And I couldn't do that anymore. And so this is the context of Dan Ram pre coronavirus. Right? I was living my best life. I was living in abundance and overflow. There was a real alignment with values or purpose or personality. And I considered it a great blessing to have lived that version of Dan Ram. And then came no travel, no events. No conversations, social distancing, everyone stay at home, no moving around. And we had to start from zero. Mm -hmm. So this is what I did. I decided to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. So my strategy was not one first step, but rather 10 different first steps, right? So some of the things I tried out, I attempted to do some virtual coaching, right? Not as great as hanging out with someone and having a cup of coffee and discussing their lives, but why not try it through Zoom? I created a course and I thought if I can't teach or run workshops with people, why not teach them via video? That was a second first step. A third first step was if I can't have large events, can I still engage my community through conversation online? And why not just live stream from my bedroom? A fourth first step was maybe I need to build a team. So again, that was many first steps because there were many different people because I was like, I need to figure out digital. And I don't know digital as well as I should. So who are the digital experts that I can bring onto the team? One person for doing ads, another person for doing social media, another. So there was multiple first steps over there. Then I decided to see, could I do some virtual hosting, right? whole different ball game. It's not the same as standing on stage and talking to a real audience. You're talking to a camera with no audience and very little engagement. So I decided to try that out. Uh, I thought maybe I should try writing a book. And I thought, what about doing some music? Cause I have neglected songwriting. Like I enjoy playing the piano. I enjoy playing my instruments, but what about creating? And so there was a bunch of these first steps, threw them all at the wall, gave as much energy as could to everything, and I just saw what stuck. So lesson one from my life was during a period of uncertainty, rather than overthinking, overanalyzing, and overpurposing a single first step, why not just be open to failure and Mm. release any feelings of or any necessity for success and just go back into trial and error mode go back to being a child that plays Lego and maybe just start stacking breaks without any idea of what they're building they just start stacking or you dump a puzzle and you start spreading the pieces you don't know what the ultimate picture is but you got to start with just dumping the pieces on on the table first yeah and go back to that mode again you know and I understand their responsibilities and I understand there's you know, people may say things, I understand some of those struggles, but sometimes in life, you don't have a choice, you just got to go back to trial and error mode, so that was, that's what I did, is I just did a lot of first steps, and I just saw what step was on solid ground,
2: Mm. and what
1: step was not, so that's where I'm going to pause, and then happy to (laughs) get a question, a prompt, (laughs) what you want me to say next on that, because it's yeah, but that that's exactly what happened in those first ten days. I just made a list of all the different things that I could, should, would do, and I just gave it a shot. I gave them all a shot. No judgment, no over analysis, no overthinking. Just was like, let's do it. Give it one hour, give it one day, give it one week. Just try. See what happens.
0: Wow. Okay. So then whoa. So then okay, when did I am a visual person, so I need some timelines. So, like, yes, you went from a hundred to zero, and this yeah. was probably in March.
2: Yes, right, correct. Early and March. so
0: then, yeah. but were you you were not near your parents at that time?
1: You had no, to I was leave in Germany. I had landed on a Saturday, expecting to host an event on a Monday, and then as I landed. Uh, I saw a missed call. I knew exactly what that call was. I, I called them back and they said, We're so sorry. The government has just said that we cannot have any events larger than 500 people, and so we have to cancel it. And so I ended up spending the week in Germany, kind of sussing out what was happening in Europe. I realized that events anywhere in Europe was not going to happen. I flew to UAE. When I flew to UAE, which is where my company is headquartered, uh, in Abu Dhabi, I realized that UAE was going into shutdown mode, uh, masks were flying, uh, like there were just no masks anywhere, and I was like, oh boy, everyone's going into panic mode, and I thought to myself, all right, where do I go? Because I don't own a house, I don't right. live anywhere,
2: right. and
1: so I was like, which of the many cities that I have been transiting through, who do I live in? And also with no understanding of how long this living would be. Are we talking days? Are we talking weeks? Are we talking months? Are we talking years? We didn't know. And so I considered Germany, which is where most of my business was. I considered Poland, where a lot of my business and is also a lot cheaper than living in Germany. I considered UAE, which is where my company is headquartered. I considered going to the U.S., where, again, uh, at that point, the U.S. was not feeling the brunt of COVID-19. So it's like, oh, life's kind of normal there. Let me go there because at least I can keep working. And then I considered coming back to India and being with my parents because I thought, all right, when, when the world's going through crisis, surely you should be surrounded by good people because we're going to be and we have to be prepared for a lot of negativity, a lot of suppression, a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty. So who you are with during that time greatly affects how you see the situation. Mm-hmm. And so I thought to myself, it's got to be parents. There's mm-hmm. no question here i can be in some fancy high-rise skyscraper penthouse Mm. by myself and feel so lonely during the season or i can be hustling in europe and the world around me can be falling apart and feel so disconnected with what's happening around the world Mm. or i can just be with very grounded solid humble wise people uh, who know me who understand the world who have been through this before different capacities mm-hmm. and figured all right there's this is a clear decision so essentially all of that thought process was over a period of 48 hours and then decided to move come to india and the first thought for uh, as far as timelines are when i landed i unpacked the suitcase and i thought to myself oh, let me just chill for two days and i think four hours into it i was like i can't chill for, for, you know for a couple days i need to like let me tomorrow morning i'm going to wake up and i'm going to start with a great morning routine something i haven't had for a while because i'm in different time zones different countries different hotels and so i jumped right into let's live an alternate life like almost four hours after land like within the same day i was just like i want to do life differently Mm. um however long this is i want to do the things i couldn't do before and i think that has been And we will get into this as well that has been so essential for a positive mindset an attitude of can do will do Mm -hmm. i'm here i'm present and all of that comes down to those decisions i made within the first four hours of i'm not going to sit back i'm not going to let life choose my path i'm not going to let politicians bureaucrats doctors researchers tell me what i can and can't what i can within what is in my reach I will own, mm. and I will not be a victim during this situation. Mm. And so I choose what time I wake up. Nobody else chooses that. Right. And rather than just sleeping in and seeing what, what the world gives me, I choose to wake up early. Mm. Uh, how much exercise I get in a day, no one controls that. And so I choose to be healthy during this time. Yeah. I will not gain weight. I will not let go of myself. I will actually elevate to another level. Wow. So there was a bunch of these things that I chose within the first four hours of landing. And then I think I think once that locked in, when I had a rhythm of three days in a row, that's when all of a sudden the creativity sparked. and that's when I was like, oh, sure, what I could what I was doing, I can't do anymore. but what are the things that I could do? And that's when the flow of, you know all these ideas came in. and that's when I wrote them down. And i say by that weekend, I started experimenting with them. So that's the rough timeline.
0: Okay. So then once you got to that point and you started, like, basically throwing everything on the wall, what was the process for you to decide, like, oh, this is really going well and I'll take this or, like, a couple of these, a few of these are going pretty well. Hmm. Should I do all of them because they're going well? Should I just decide which of these I think would be better to focus on right now how did you weed that out after you just threw everything on the wall
1: what a great question I love that so for me I think one of the things I count as a blessing in my life is having clarity on what my vision is and what my mission is and why I'm here on this planet so I can answer what I do and it does change season to season But what is relatively unwavering is why I do it.
2: Mm. And
1: so the criteria really came down to, does this align with why Dan Ram is on this planet? Mm. It may look different. It may feel different, but does still accomplish the purpose. Why has God created Dan for this season at this time? Mm. Why... Have I been given the gifts, the talents, the knowledge, the experience that I have? Does this align with the personality, the character? And so that was the criteria. Mm. And I'll I'll just be honest here. Some things didn't fit. So for example, writing. I just realized I'm not disciplined or patient to sit down and write. And however much my community asked and some have demanded it, however much encouraged I I feel to write it, i just did not have the personality type to write yeah. now video creation love it stick camera in my face i will i will create anything instantaneously and it's so fun but blank piece of paper and writing so that was a fail same with writing music as much as i enjoy arranging rearranging music the creating of it does not work so well so i can hear a song and interpret it differently I could feel a lyric and I can make it my own, but to just start with nothing, no chord progression, no words, very challenging. So that was a fail as well. And so some of those fell off because of personality. It just didn't fit my personality type Uh, as much as they were great ideas. It just didn't work. Then some didn't meet the criteria of mission and vision. So for example, a big part of why it exists is to help people to start now and start simple. Right. That's my motto. And some of my ideas did not involve people. (laughs) And so there was an immediate fail right there. Right. It just didn't like, okay, it was fulfilling. It made some money, but did it hit the mission of helping people start now, start simple? And the simple answer was no, it did not. Um, It might've been a nice financial security net. Uh, It might have, uh, been a nice secondary revenue stream, but it was not impacting people, uh, and so that also fell out. So then, what stuck were the ones that really were in alignment. And the one step that I am super proud of, one that your brother was very kind to help me in as well, is the Daily Show with Dan. Rapp. You know, I have spent the last two or three years hosting other people's events, and I thought to myself. I don't have the stages i don't have the audio i don't have the video i don't have the teams but i sure do have a great community both people that can give and people that desire to receive both people that can inspire and people who desire to be inspired both people that have experience and those that are seeking experience and why not just connect those two together let's all elevate let's all move forward together during this time and that's how the daily show with Dan Ram was born it was a birthday gift to my community my birthday is april 5th and so i decided about 10 days before the 1st of April, that for the entire month of April, I was going to come online for 30 minutes and create dialogue, create conversation, honest, authentic conversation uh, for people to grow and thrive during the season. And over the period of 10 days, I was absolutely shocked by the people that agreed to come on as guests on the show I think we locked in all 30 guests I think in those 10 days wow. and uh, and the show continued to grow in many beautiful ways but that one was just a really good alignment with personality with vision with mission with purpose and it looks different from the other events but in many ways it was a continuation of why I'm here
0: Wow and so Wow Are you planning on carrying that with you when we're not in quarantine anymore? Or is that something that you're just like, hey, this was like my quarantine gift, but we're all out now, so I'm just going to... Not that we're going to go back to what we were doing before, and we've talked about that already, but just is that something you want to kind of carry along with you as something that you maybe can't do every day, but maybe something that you might incorporate once a week or you know just to have it continue
1: on so here's something I realized in the process of doing it sometimes you sign up for stuff and you don't realize where it's going Mm. you also don't realize what you will learn and how you'll grow through the process right you also don't realize how it will test you and challenge you along the way and you don't also realize what's expected from you Mm. and And so I think this whole first step of doing The Daily Show with Dan Ram reminded me yet again, like was true with many of the first steps, that we don't always get to plan out where our next step is. Mm. We just have to be obedient to the first step. So at that point, I was just obedient to, I'm going to go online and do Daily Show with Dan Ram, episode number one. And that happened on Instagram because that was the only place I knew that you could do Instagram Live. Um, And so that's where we did the live stream. Then I thought, what about my Facebook community? So then episode number two, the very next day, was on Facebook Live. And I couldn't figure out how to do both until episode number three, where we had StreamYard, which is a third-party service, that would then, at the same time, share the same show on multiple channels. By episode number four, I learned that you could create a cool little border so now I could start branding the visuals that came out. By episode number five and six, I realized I could take in comments from people and I could post it on the screen. So it's not just me seeing the comments, but everyone could see the comments. And so all of that to say, the the learning curve is huge if you're obedient to step one.
2: Mm. Because I
1: would not have known about multicasting or that term. I would not have known about a StreamYard, you know, third party that would share on multiple platforms at the same time. I would not have known how to brand a screen. I would not have known how to interact with comments. I would not have known how to talk into a screen where you're looking at yourself, but you are visualizing an audience on the other side.
2: Wow.
1: I would not have known that we would have had. Viewers from five continents tuning in every night. I would not have ever expected to have literally billionaires on the show. Wow. Triple Grammy Award winners, aka your brother, on (laughs) the show. Yeah. (laughs) We would not have had the number of wellness coaches, startup coaches, mindfulness coaches, clarity coaches on the show. Mm. I could not have anticipated any of this stuff. Yeah. Unless I took that first step. And so. To your question about what next, I'm still just honoring that first step and I'm Mm -hmm. allowing life to lead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that the, the daily shows culminated in something unexpected, which was a benefit concert for International Nurses Day, May 12th happened to be International Nurses Day all around the world. I cannot think of a more worthy group of people who are literally on the front line of the pandemic, some of them sacrificing literally their lives to serve others. And so the show culminated in a benefit concert. Did I know that at step one? Heck no. But when you're obedient to step one and you allow life, the universe, or in my case, God to lead, Mm -hmm. you cannot but marvel where it takes you. In hindsight, you go, oh yeah, the humble beginnings are led here. But in the moments, if we rewind to that moment, you just go, no, I'm just obedient to that first step. I'm just going to honor the opportunity that's in front of me. I'm going to honor whatever today's experience gives me. And I'm open to where it leads me tomorrow. So nothing charted, nothing planned, but what and experience it has been and continues to be. Um, if you want practically what the answer is, I think we're going to continue with weekly sessions, because I certainly learned how much effort goes into having a guest every single day, yeah. researching them every single day, creating conversation every day. And then you got to do all the editing and posting and marketing and all of that every single day. And so, uh, you know, the first steps also teaches you a lot about what you can and cannot do. Right. And so practically that's what that's going to happen. But I'll also say up front, I'm not locking myself into that because if there's a reason to go back to daily, we'll do it. If there's a reason to take the daily virtual into a daily uh, stage every single night, I'm open to that. If that turns into a TV show, I'm open to, I, I don't mind. I have never wanted to script my life because the author of my life, his storytelling for what I can do and should do is far greater than what I could ask or imagine. So I dare not take the pen over my own life. Mm. I'm just going to let him keep writing my life for me. Yes. And I'll just be obedient to it.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. So is that, this? I feel like this is just like, a, it's connected, but not necessarily completely directed, depending on how you decide to answer it. But in that entire spiel, all I heard was, like, I'd, I don't have fear of failure because I'm not really in charge of the story I'm writing. I'm just stepping into being willing to go wherever I feel like I'm being guided to go and whatever happens in that, I'm either going to fail and learn from it or succeed and be excited about it and also learn from that. So yeah. where, how do you, That that's probably one thing about you that I always have found really fascinating is that You live life as though you're fearless or courageous, or you figure out ways to see the positive out of things that most of us don't. And I know for you, God is a big piece of that. But you know, I know that also. You you grasped what your purpose is. So maybe feeling the security in knowing your purpose. Has helped with that, but how do you how do you, how did you get there? Like, what is it that that got you to that mindset to where now you're just like, yeah, I mean, I just take what happens and make the best of what happens, and whatever happens, I learn from it, and I'm, you know, enjoy the process of the failures and the successes, and and just staying so positive. Because for me, I feel like I'm I'm quarantine's teaching me that right now, like how yeah. to stay positive despite what's happening around me or what I'm seeing and that it's like the step of faith kind of thing. just like don't let your eyes dictate what God's doing you know your eye what you hear don't let that dictate what God's doing just trust that what you see and what you hear may or may not be relevant to what God's trying to do and so just focus on the the steps that he's trying to lead you in and don't feel like you have to take over the reins in figuring out which what every single step is going to be, but just just walk. Like get up and walk today. I just I don't I don't understand how you do this. <laughs> like you're so good yeah. at it.
1: Well, let's let's try to break it down into a few things. Cause I seek or I desire that this not just be a philosophical response, but something tangible, something practical that people can work with. All right. So here are a few things. I think gratitude plays a massive role in how we see the world. Yeah. And so practically, a couple years ago, when I was living in Ireland, when I woke up to a gray, miserable, cold day, day after day after day after day, when all I love is sunshine and beaches and glorious skies and I was getting the opposite of it, I realized how negative I was turning. And so instead of focusing on the weather, I would find three things to focus on that I was grateful for. Because I just wake up in the morning and look out the window like, oh, another dreary, gray, rainy day. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm not gonna think about that. Here are three other things. And so initially started by speaking it out verbally, like I am grateful for. And I would sometimes struggle to find three things. Mm. And now it's become so natural that it's not just in the morning. Like, I think throughout the day, in every situation, I'm going, okay, I am seeing the gray sky, but what else can I see in the situation? Mm. And it started off by trying to ignore the morning gray sky, but now it's in every situation. What happens? I'm like, okay, what are three other things that are positive here? Not that the gray sky doesn't exist, but there's also good that exists Mm
2: -hmm. so that's
1: the first practical thing the second practical thing is I am surrounded by good wise people and I have learned that when my perspective when my version of a story is not positive if I share that with someone else they often will enlighten me or challenge me to see another side to the same story and so I have cultivated good friends, that whether it be a nightmare that troubles me, whether it be a situation that challenges me, whether it be a person that frustrates me, if I just share that with a friend or a parent or sibling, most often I feel better about the situation than before. Mm. Most often. Yeah. And so practically, that also helps. So cultivate those friends that don't feed into the negativity, but will force you to think differently about the same situation wow. or to think differently about yourself in that same situation, Oof. if not the situation itself. Yeah. The third thing practically is I just tell the story differently, right? So today, before we got onto this podcast, I confided in you that I failed at my workout session. I am religious about my workouts. I have seen incredible growth and progress in my workouts. I am in better shape now than I was, I think the previous 20 years of my life. Uh And so in many ways I am winning, but today I failed, Mm. right? I could not finish without a break. The final set, which was 25 burpee squat jumps. Right? It's something that last week I was able to do, but today I could not do. Mm. That is version one of the story. Here's another way to tell the same story. I have finally found the boundary, the perimeter that I can now force myself to break, to overcome, so I can truly realize my progress. Because maybe until now, I was still in my comfort zone. And today, I finally could test where my limits were. And real winning is not when you just do what was easy, but when you do something that was hard. And today I discovered hard. So tomorrow, if I can do it, that is real winning. And so that's just another way to tell the exact same story. Um, I can look at the same situation and say, which is also true, you know, at the age of 34, um, I, I train with a 16-year-old who in many ways is in the prime of his life as a man, as a developing human being. Uh, we had played tennis for 90 minutes before that, and then we were doing this high-intensity training. And even earlier on in the set, he quit. He couldn't keep going. Mm. Also, there isn't a single 34-year-old, 32-year-old, 28-year-old, or 25-year-old in this neighborhood That trains every day let alone at the level that i train and so another story to say is i'm good like yeah it's you know today i had a heart that was beating Mm -hmm. i had a body that was functioning and Mm -hmm. i was able to push myself to the limits today's a good day
2: wow
1: so it just depends how the same story you can tell in very very different ways and so for a moment you know when i think at burpee nine I just really, like, I could not feel my legs. I was like, oh, I'm failing. And then immediately you tell, your, you tell yourself the other story. So that's practically what I do. I just go, all right, I heard that story. Pause, rewind. Dan, tell yourself another side to the exact same story. How else can you see this? How else can you interpret this? And I think that's where that positive mindset starts coming in and you start going, "What? what is the other side to this coin right now and that is in every situation i have had that mindset when i felt that i couldn't go on with life
2: Mm. i have
1: felt that mindset when i have struggled repeatedly with certain issues that i feel like i am a victim and not a victor i have i have seen that other side to the coin in situations that have broken my heart So I'm talking in the worst of, you can still see another story. You just have to tell yourself to get there. So those are three things practically you can do. There's a bunch of other stuff as well. I firmly believe that having a healthy body also leads to a healthy mind. I also firmly believe that what you put in your mind and what you put in your body, literally the food that you eat and the thoughts that you allow in your head, affect how you see the world, affect how you see your life. And so I'm intentional about those things. I, so there's there's a bunch of other tips as well, but let's let's leave these three as things that I do constantly. And just to let you know, people who are motivational need motivating too. People who encourage others need to encourage to be encouraged as well. Yeah. I just think I have learned how to do that for myself, and it's totally fine to lean on others. After all, the second step, the second tip I gave did involve other people. But I think everybody will be in a better place if we learn to depend on ourselves, to motivate ourselves, to encourage ourselves, to will ourselves forward. Because we will not always have uh, a cheerleader squad squad around us, we will not always have good people around us, we will not always be surrounded by Mm. supportive, good influences. Sometimes we just have to tell our own story to ourselves differently. Sometimes we just have to think about three things we're grateful for when there's no audience when there's no one to hear it when there's no paper to document it just wow. in your own mind for yourself you tell yourself three yeah. things you're grateful for yeah. uh and you motivate yourself
0: well wow. be your own confidant like <laughs> you know yeah. just like take that time to really you know if, if i were to talk to someone else what what's been what i want them to give on this story or on this yeah. situation i like everything that you just said, I feel like I'm really trying to cultivate in a consistent manner right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with getting to see that, you know, some something you touched on, you know, having been in seasons where you're like struggling with things and there, there are things that you feel like you can't shake from you. And so uh-huh. your outlook on everything else is diminished because of that one, two, five, ten things that are yeah. weighing you down. And even getting to s- spin my view on the things that weigh me down, it was like the things that weighed me down didn't really exist anymore. They just like left me because, because I chose to put a spin on it or I chose to try to see it at a different angle versus the same angle I always see what holds me back and because of that it's like oh wait I can do that with everything then you know like wait a second so yeah the gratitude piece I completely agree with just waking up and being thankful I have breath in my lungs today because yes. I know a lot of people right now aren't experiencing that or if they are it's a struggle to breathe because they're sick and you know things like that where I'm just thankful that I'm having these opportunities even to do this podcast. Like this this first Basso experience for me was my big, just throw this on the wall and see if it actually works right now because it's been an idea in my head for so long and I've wanted to do something. And now I don't even really have the excuse to not because I'm here all the time in my house. What Correct. what else am I gonna do like I might as well take this time to play around with it and start now start simple like I can record yeah. I can maybe yeah. figure out how to edit like basic you know I am I'm not adding video right now I don't know I don't want to add all those things yet I just want to know can I can I press play can I record can I stop can I edit can I put it together can I post it <laughs> like that's what I want to know that's it and like I'm every time I interview or talk to someone new I learned something that's either benefiting me directly for the podcast or just for my life and so it's I think also for me everything that you said but then on top of that taking the time to listen like really truly listen to other people helps me to process how I may be viewing life for myself Mm. and going like, you know what? I really could have seen that a different way just because I'm hearing someone else's story that has nothing to do with what I'm going through, but something about how they've spun their story or how they've chosen to view their story helps me reflect on how I'm choosing to view my stories and my daily walks and my daily ambitions and goals and dreams. And I feel more positive, and I'm happier. And even this this morning, I was talking to my cousin, and I told her I kind of feel guilty, especially during this time, how joyful I've I've been getting as quarantine has been progressing. Simply because I I desire better, despite the world seemingly around me just crashing and yes it's working and and i'm like i you want to feel bad because you want to you do empathize you are we are losing loved ones we are seeing you know racial things going i mean things are happening Uh, all the time every day and then you're like but my life is getting really amazing and like my spirit is being cleansed and my mind is being restored and and i'm getting things done and i'm building within myself is that okay? And, and at the end of the day, yeah. yes, it's okay. It's okay to be thriving in the midst of a storm. And as it's also okay to be in your storm and understanding that the storm is real for you and you have to figure that out. But it's, I, I just, I love how you've taken things and you're like, at the end of the day, it starts with gratitude. Like yeah. even in the midst of these storms, like, can we still be thankful for something? It's not just anything. And absolutely it's just I don't know. It's just a really I think gratitude is taken for granted. People don't you know it's like, oh, just be thankful. Okay. You know, it sounds basic, but in reality it can be really life changing.
1: Life changing, but also it's to me it's an active verb. Like it's something mm. that does not always happen automatically or instantly feel like it takes work it takes intentionality uh to be grateful now some days it's easy to be grateful <laughs> you know you've got a really nice meal in front of me you, like i am grateful for this food right now <laughs> you know or you're hanging out with your best friend you're like i am grateful to be hanging out with this person right now yeah but some days it, it it's much harder to be grateful and mm. that's where the real test of character is yeah. i also think it's important and you know I really believe there's a lot that as humans we need to take ownership of and take responsibility for, like our mindset, like our perspective. But I also think it's not fair to think that just micro actions is everything. Mm. We have to look at things macro as well. We have to take the pressure off and realize that our lives are insignificant. Mm. And so don't make a big deal out of it. You know, like you're going to be here for a couple decades. You're going to be gone. Wow. And, I, and I don't, I don't mean that in like, uh, life is worthless. Absolutely not. Just look at all the people that you bring smiles to it. And you know that life means so much to so many people. And I, it's not to say that you should be flippant about opportunities, but I'm just saying take the pressure off about failure because all right, all right you mess up, people may notice, people may talk, and then guess what, they don't care anymore right. because everybody's life continues, including yours, yeah. and you just keep moving forward, so forget that judgment, forget the judgment from them, forget the judgment from yourself, and also because life is short, just live, like you have plenty of time to be dead, so just <laughs> live and enjoy the living. And. Do the things that you can do when you're alive Mm. because once it's over, you cannot do those things. And so I think you have to remember the macro of we are, uh, we live short as organisms. We don't live very long lives and we're just one in billions. So take the pressure off. Don't overthink things. I also think at the macro level, if you have a belief and a hope in a God and if you realize that life is not by accident and you do not choose the parents that you're born to or the time that you're born into or the community you're born into Mm. or the gifts and talents you've been given and you realize that somebody orchestrated that and it could not have just been random collisions of cells that Mm. made that happen yeah then all of a sudden your life takes on new meaning because then you realize everyone who creates something creates with a purpose Everybody who makes something makes it with a mission. Mm. And so now all of a sudden, your life has a purpose and a mission, not by you putting pressure on yourself, but you just hanging out with the person that made that happen for you and realizing that that person has infinite power, wow. infinite knowledge, yeah. infinite energy, yeah. infinite resources. You go, I am set up for life. Yeah. So what do I have to worry about? You know, like a lot of people celebrate that I got to interview President Barack Obama. And heck, yeah, he's one of the most powerful people in the world. You know, I know I so many billionaires. And sure, you know, like they have, I mean, between my billionaire friends, uh, hate to say it, but some some of them combined would rival the GDPs of certain countries. Right? It's Boy. like mad to even think about. So it. but – that pales in comparison to the creator of the universe. Wow. That pales in comparison to the riches of God. So wow. when I have God on my side, who's my business partner, Oof. when he is giving me ideas yeah. that no man has ever seen or heard, wow. when he wakes me up in the morning because he put the breath in, my, like while I was sleeping yeah. and completely unaware, he kept my heart breathe beating and you know, gave me breath to wake up and a plan for the day. Wow. Why should I worry? Why should I be anxious? And Why take all this pressure on myself? Right. Do you know who I work with? Do you know who <laughs> yes. I live
2: with? Yes. Like,
1: yes. do you know who I know? Yes. <laughs> right?
0: On. Right. So. it's like,
1: my connections I'd say that's real. the other side to the coin as well. Like, when you realize that, when you live with that hope,
2: yeah. all of a
1: sudden, you don't, you can't be upset about stuff. Because yeah. then you go... Okay, God put me in this situation because he's building me up for the next one. Or he put me in this situation to teach me something that this situation can teach me because he's got a next situation that he needs me to be ready for. And if I am ignoring this one, I'm not going to be ready for the next one. So what are you teaching me? Because I am all ears because I want the next one. This one sucks, (laughs) but I'm ready for the next one. So let's go. Do you know yes. so then, then all of a sudden everything takes a different spin on it um and i so i don't want to just leave it all at micro tasks and it does help to have those you know gratitude and all the other steps i talked about sharing with others and telling a different story but you also sometimes got to step out from your own life and look at things in the macro and go life is short how do i live this better um i am one in a couple billion people do i really need to put the pressure on myself also if i was created then let me connect with my creator because if he's powerful enough to create me, he's powerful enough to help me with everything else I'm going through in life right now. So let's go.
2: Right.
0: Wow. Dan, every time, every time we talk, this is just mind-blowing. This is good, this is a great conversation. I loved this. Thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing your wisdom, taking the time out of your day to have this, talk with me and sharing your story with so many people is there and you're obviously on social media so people can reach out to you any way that they need to if they have questions if they have you know inquiries whatever that they can be like hey dan i need to talk i heard something you said and i have more questions about it or i need advice so you're you're on facebook instagram twitter so
1: i am on all social media the name I go by on stage is Dan Ram. And so on social media, it's as simple as I am Dan Ram. So I A M D A N R A M. And I will put this out. The only reason I'm social media, I have nothing to sell. I have nothing to promote. I only have you to celebrate. And so the only reason I do social media, anyone who watches my stories, which are every couple of hours, and who watches my posts, um is really just about creating what i hope is value to the audience and it's everything from business um like how do you negotiate and how do you uh, start if you have an idea uh to life skills like how do you manage a calendar how do you have positive mindset how do you create energy every day and hopefully just a lot of fun experiences as i travel around the world i like to bring people with me and so we create lots of fun blogs from fascinating cities But everything is simply to add value to people. And as a result of that, I also personally respond to everyone. As you know, as anyone who interacts with me knows, you don't get a response from my team. You get a response from me. So whether it's WhatsApp, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's YouTube, I'll respond to you. Because that's why I create content is to connect with you. So if I can help, you know I will.
0: I love that. Yes, guys, please reach out to Dan. He's amazing people to talk to, and you'll learn a lot from just who he is as a person. And, you know, he's really fun to to follow on social media as well, so I think you'd really enjoy interacting with him. Um, I want to thank all of you guys for listening to today's episode. If there are any topics in the future that you want to address or any questions that you... Want to post for me to answer or me to find someone to answer for you, um, you can hit me up on Twitter or on Facebook at First Basel. And if you relate at all to anything that Dan has shared, please send me those messages and I will share some of your stories on a future episode because like I always say, it's not about me and it's not about my guests, but it's about all of us sharing and growing together in the things that we encounter each day. For us to all become our best selves. And so that's my my hope for this episode and for all of you guys listening. And I hope you guys all take care, stay safe wherever you are. Love the people that are around you and be in the moments that you are in. Dan, go to bed, man. <laughs> I need to go to bed. It's nighttime where you are, so Take it's that! Oh, it's midnight, Lord. Go to please go to sleep. Um, I need to wake up refreshed for the people in the morning. So, <laughs> thank you again so much, and we'll we'll talk soon, Dan.
1: Absolutely, we sure will.
2: All right, bye. bye. bye.